Father in heaven, Lord, we're so thankful today that we can come together to praise and to preach and to pray. And uh, we're looking forward to this Zoom call coming up in just a few minutes. But before that, we want to talk about worship. So join us. Um, have your presence enter here in this space and in every home and every heart. In Christ's name, amen. amen. You know, during this time of sheltering at home, I, I thought about how it is that people are now having to focus back on the family. They're focusing back on the family. And, and this should be a time of revival in your home where we're involved in worship. So I want to talk a little bit about it. You know, within the Trinity, there is a family relationship. Jesus, the only begotten Son of the Father. You see, it's a family relationship. Let us make man in our image. God's love can't be separated from relationship. And in Ephesians 3, 14 and 15, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the family in heaven and earth is named. So there is a sheltering at home that's happening above and the sheltering home here from the family. Second, God decided to share the love of the family in heaven with the family below. Our fellowship, 1 John 1, 3, is with the Father and with His Son. So we want to do His will on earth as it is in heaven. God deals with the human race through the family. As goes the family, so goes the church. As goes the church, so goes the world. This is a time of revival and reformation in the home. You have been <laughs> mandated to stay at home. Take advantage of it. Have a you don't have to go out shopping. In fact, they don't want you to go. You don't have to go to the movie theater. In fact, it's closed. You can't go to the bar. You can't do anything else. And why not take advantage to have a revival of family worship? Romans 5, 12 through 19. Humanity is represented by one of two atoms. And the heads of the family are to represent and train the family. Genesis 12, 3. In you, Abram. All families of the earth shall be blessed. So as when his family, so the other families would be blessed. Numbers, the word family is used 100 times. Now that's a number from the book of Numbers. 100 times. Zechariah 12, 10 through 14. The households were specifically mentioned there. Abraham, the father of all who believe, Romans 4, 11. And Peter, to you and your children. 1 Corinthians 7, 14. Paul, the faith of the parents. Establish the children's faith. And this is a time for revival of marriage relationships, of family relationships. Uh, why not take advantage of sheltering at home to make the home the true shelter it's to be of God's cause and his purpose? Timothy was reared in a godly, God-fearing family. I saw the faith that was first of all in your mother, and then in your grandmother, and now in you. Third, family worship is our duty. Joshua 24, 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that are on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Look at, you know what's been happening in this country over the last few weeks? We've recognized what's essential and what's not essential. Well, maybe we haven't got it all right, but I'll tell you something. We definitely have said some of the idols, some of the things that took all of our time, 
were simply not essential. They've all been shut down. I mean, some of us maybe worship sports, not available. Some of us maybe worship celebrities, not available. Some of us worshiped entertainment, only available on the internet. <laughs> um, you see what I'm saying? And here they're crossing over, they're crossing over into the, uh, the Jordan. And Exodus 20, verse 8 through 10, you know, the Sabbath commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath. Lord, they got in it, thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor the manservant, the maidservant, nor even the stranger that is within thy gates. In other words, family worship is to guide not only you, but your visitor. Maybe you're at home and you have a stranger in your gates because of what's happening. You're to lead out in family worship, even though the stranger in your gates is there. Don't let the stranger bring danger. Lead out in worship, sing, praise the Lord, and maybe some will get converted, the stranger that is within your gates. Jeremiah 10, 25, pour out thy fury on the heathen. Notice this text. Pour out thy fury on the heathen and families that do not call upon thy name. You know, you're like a heathen if you're not calling upon God's name through family worship. If you're not having family worships, it's just like, wait a minute. You're like someone that doesn't even know God. Number two, what role did Joshua pay, play in terms of leadership? He's almost 100 years old here. As for me, then my house. As for me and my house. Look, dads out there, leaders of homes. You need to have worship before you have worship. You need to get up before everyone gets up. I was up early this morning. Some of you are still in bed, maybe watching your pajamas. I've been up. I've been praying. My wife said, what are you doing? I said, I'm worshiping. I'm going to lead worship with the church family. Yes, she'll be up soon, though. Joshua is 100 years old when he says this, and he's still talking about what we will do. 100 years old. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. My family will keep having family worship. Joshua 24, 31. And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua. We will serve the Lord. Inclusive in the original Hebrew, translated worship in many places. We will worship the Lord. He is worthy. Worship. He is worthy to be praised. We will serve God. It's our whole way of life. Revival and reformation every day in family worship. All the members of the family center in the Father. He is the lawmaker, illustrating in his own manly, bearing the sterner virtues, energy, integrity, honesty, patience, courage, diligence, and practical usefulness. The Father is in one sense the priest of the household, laying upon the altar of God in the morning and evening sacrifice. And the wife and children should be encouraged to unite in this offering and also engage in the song of praise, just like we did this morning. So they're coming together, evening and morning sacrifice, morning and evening sacrifice. So you have worship when? In the morning and the evening. And by the way, it's not bad at noon as well, if you have that result of blessings to the family. You're kneeling down, you're saying, oh God, forgive Timmy for what he did. Lord, you gave your life for him. Oh Lord, forgive me for what I did. Forgive me how I talked hastily, or whatever it is. Morning and evening. Wow. It's to be a delightful duty, Matthew Henry, who wrote a commentary of the whole Bible, actually for his family worships. He wrote this commentary to lead out worships. He went through the whole Bible with his kids. 
And if therefore our houses be houses of the Lord, we shall for that reason love home, reckoning our daily devotion the sweetest of our daily delights, and our family worship the most valuable of our family comforts. A church and the house will be a good legacy. Nay, it will be a good inheritance to be left to your children after you. What a powerful witness from Matthew Henry. So what are the details of duty? What is our duty? Number one, daily instruction. Best thing to do with family worship is probably a Socratic approach, question and answer. Not just once a week, but every day of every week. Diligent conversation and instruction from a loving heart. You should teach your children diligently. When you, when you lie down, when you rise up, when you walk around the way. And you shall teach. The word teach there means to cause them to want to know. It's in a hifile form. Hifile means it's causative. It means you teach in such a way that children go, I can't wait for worship again. Don't make it dry. Don't make it stale. Don't make it long. Don't make it boring. Make it interesting. You know, if you don't have something interesting, say don't say too much. <laughs> um, cause them to want to know. He who doesn't pray is like a roof without a, a home without a roof. Psalm 118, 14, and 15. Sing in the tents of Israel. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous, and the right hand of God doth valiantly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom and teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. You know, put these things to music. I, I actually put this one to music. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom and teaching, warning others in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So put these things to music. Sing about them all day. Other examples. You know that song, And Jesus Grew. And wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Teach it to you. It's a very simple one. It goes like this. And Jesus grew. Then the kids answer. And Jesus grew in wisdom. In wisdom. And Jesus grew. And Jesus grew in stature. In stature. And Jesus grew. And Jesus grew in favor. In favor with God. With God and man. And man. So I actually sang both parts. But you should just do it with your family. And just roll it back up and learn that song. And others, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and others that I could sing right now, but because of time, I'll press on. You've got to have a plan, moms and dads. What's the plan? You need to have a Bible. Every child that can read can have a Bible. Every child should have a hymn book and other tools that point to the Bible. Maybe the Old Testament in the morning, 10 verses. Maybe the New Testament in the evening, 10 verses. Goal is to read the whole Bible through. The Bible and the Spirit of Prophecy, the Conflict of the Ages series. Where should you hold your family worship? In a place where you won't be interrupted, hopefully. Phones turned off. Ask everyone, do you need to go to the bathroom? Usually when I start worship, everyone has to go to the bathroom. For some reason, this triggers the bladder response. So try and get that done first. Just nuts and bolts. When? In the morning, in the evening. The manna came at a certain time. It came in the morning. Aim for daily consistency. How? Bible-based. Plain in meaning. Personal testimony. Love and concern. Interesting illustrations. They must pay attention. Hear, ye children, the instruction of the Father and and attend to no understanding. Prayer. Not too long. A natural but solemn voice. Repeat after me at first, teaching them to pray. Teach them to pray. 
Um, simple but not shallow, not self-centered. Adore Christ, confess your sins, thank him, and pray for others people, other people as well. Singing through the whole hymn book, the scriptures in the back. As you go through the hymn book, there's a place right there in the hymn book in the back that has all the scriptures that go along with every verse. And you can be teaching about the various verses. The stories of the hymns, tell the stories. Sing heartily as to the Lord. Uh, even if you're alone, sing heartily. <laughs> um, six motivations then. Let's finish with this. The motivations for your family worship. Number one, eternal salvation for you and your children. You might save yourself, First Timothy 4, and those that hear you. A good conscience when you're older. I did not, I did not, uh, you know, I did not uh, shy away from declaring the whole counsel of the Lord, Acts 20, 27. Matthew Henry, remember he wrote that commentary. We have taught you God's word, children. We have wrestled for your soul. We have lived a God-fearing example before you. You did not see in us sinless piety, but you did see in us an unfeigned faith. You know that we first sought the kingdom of God in this house and his righteousness. And you though Christ was the center of this home. We have prayed together. We have sang together. We have talked together. If you children turn from this light and insist on walking in your own way, we can only pray that all your Bible study, praying, and singing will not rise up against you in the judgment day. Wow. What a testimony. Robert Bolton, I do not believe that one of you will dare meet me at the tribunal of Christ in an ungenerate state, he said. So number one, eternal salvation. Number two, a good conscience. Number three, great assistance for child rearing in adulthood as well. Initiate the child at the opening of the mouth of his path. And then how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Singing together, Psalm 133, that song of ascent. And We've been studying these songs of ascent that deal with all the problems you're going to face in your family. If there's lying or deceit, how to have people look up, desire to be in God's presence, combat complacency, escaping error, developing persistence, restoring joy, resting in grace, tasting the fruits, facing past traumas, deep forgiveness, victory over addictions, trusting the promises, unity with others, and finally unity with God. This is a great series of hymns to learn and study it deals with everything you're going to face in your family by the way there's a sermon series you can look on Weimar Church Media we got kind of stopped in the middle because of COVID-19 but we are going through the songs of ascent and some of you actually emailed me last week when are you going on when are you going to start that series again you're studying one of you called me and said look I personalized it just for myself and that was such a blessing to me to hear that you're taking these things to heart And sing, it says, they sang praises with gladness, and that is until there was rejoicing, having joined the heart. Number five, remember the shortness of time. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, and so much more as you see the day approaching, right? And that's kind of hard to do right now, except in your home. You know, your home is a church too. Come together. Maybe have enough. You can make, have more worship services than we could have here. You could have a greater revival than even coming here. Now, that doesn't mean we don't want you to come back, but uh, have that revival at home. Number five, love for God and His church. Just as you conduct yourselves in your home life, you are registered in the books of heaven. He who would be a saint in heaven must first become a saint in his own family. If fathers and mothers are true Christians in the family, they will be useful members of the church and be able to conduct the affairs in the church and society 
after the manner in which they conduct their family concerns. Look at that. What you're doing right now is you're having another course. Some of you maybe haven't been home together for years. Maybe people haven't been there for years, and you're now able to go back and actually maybe do things right where you did them wrong before or do things right again or deepen things. What a great blessing. And it will help not only you but your family and the church and society. Parents, let not your religion be simply a profession, but let it become a reality. That's a great book, by the way, Adventist Home, page 317, if you'd like to read it. Now, there's nothing more important. I want to just, I want to say that this morning you might think, well, he's going so quickly. That's because I want to pray with you. Those of you who are church members, you're going to be signing in to Zoom right now. You should have the link, and you're going to sign in. Leland is already standing by, so sign in if you can. And we're going to pray together. As a church family, we're going to go off the air here. We're going to pray together, though. Um, And uh, I guess we can go on the air here. I don't know. Are you going to go on the air here? Okay, so yeah, please. Tell tell everybody else, and we're going to pray together. But nothing's more important than this family worship and prayer. Commander Rick Husband. It's a great name for a husband, isn't it? He was one of those people that went on that fateful trip with the Challenger, I think it was uh, the name of the space shuttle. And he said this, if I became an astronaut but lost my family, my life would have been worthless. And before he went for that, Columbia, I guess it was called, before he went on that fateful trip with the space shuttle Columbia, where all the astronauts died, you know what he did? What he did, and it's written about in his, by his wife Evelyn, what he did. His devotional from February 1, 2003 included the following words to his daughter, Laura. It's landing day and hopefully it's good weather. I'll be landing today in Florida. I'm certainly looking forward to seeing you, Matthew, and Mama. Rick read from Laura's devotional book, and when he finished, he prayed for Laura. Okay, Laura, it won't be long before I see you. I love you very, very much. I'll see you in just a little while. I love you. Bye-bye. You never made it home. You died in that crash. But you know what he did? Before he had left, he taped a series of family worships for every day he was gone on the shuttle. (laughs) Every day he was gone. He said, I'm not going to be there with you. Watch this videotape. Watch the family worship. Guess what, those, guess what those children and many other people now watch? They watch those family worships. But Dad, these are so boring. I remember back in September of 2001, September 11, when there was another day that kind of changed things, kind of like this virus has changed a lot of things, and those Twin Towers were attacked. And there was a lady, there was a lady who had slipped away from the faith. And a matter of fact, she, uh, she hadn't been reading the Bible or the Spirit of Prophecy, but she remembered how her father had read the testimonies every morning for family worship. She thought these were so boring. So boring. She was sitting in her office in one of those towers. And they came to her office and they said, you better get out. Um, They didn't say you better get out. You just stay here. The the building's been hit by a plane. You don't need to get out because this has been proofed and 
and they're just going to put out the fire. Just stay where you are. We'll take care of it. But she said to her friends, no, you better get out. We better get out right now. They said, why? I read about this. I heard about this with our little girl. We got to get out of here. And they looked at her and they tried to calm her down. She says, no, we got to go. Finally, they listened to her. And all the people in her office, they began to run down the stairs. They ran down the stairs. They got out. They got outside the building. Nothing had happened. They looked at her. She said, let's keep running. They kept running. One block, two blocks. And then what happened? Tower fell down. Tower fell down. What saved her life? What saved the life of those others? Her family worship. Your mom and dad might not have done it perfectly. You might think it's boring. You might think it's not helpful. But it saved that young lady's life. So give them a break. <laughs> Try and support. And parents don't give up. What you're doing is vitally important. Worship in the morning. Worship in the evening. While you're sheltering at home. This media was brought to you by Audioverse a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.